0: Welcome to the Elaborate Topics podcast, where we focus on lab-specific strategies for medical laboratory professionals. We're proud to be the healthcare detectives that work behind the scenes to get the results needed to influence medical decisions. Let's grow together and jump right into the lab. Welcome to Elaborate Topics podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, Lone small. A little bit about me. I'm a clinical lab scientist, I'm a quality assurance specialist, and I'm a lab leadership coach. My passion is to help laboratorians demonstrate their value as an important part of the whole. I coach lab leaders to create a collaborative culture and to empower the next generation of lab leaders. Today, I'll be your solo host. And I have a question for you. Are you finding it difficult to get people you're trying to lead to go in the direction you want them to go? Are you finding it difficult to Have them see eye-to-eye regarding what you see as important to move or get on board with what which is important and urgent. I'm talking to parents. I'm talking to lab techs. I'm talking to medical technologists, supervisors, managers, lab execs. This podcast is for you. I want you to see yourself as a leader, someone who can make a difference, someone who can lead changes. Think about how you need to lead changes in your home as a parent, as a sibling, at work, as a member of the team, as a supervisor, a manager, an executive, or just the lab. Well been in that situation where I find it difficult to get people on board. And I see it every day also with other leaders in different labs that I've worked and with leaders that I mentor and I, as I coach. And as I work on process improvement and change management over the years, I've been in a situation where I would put something in place, or we as a team would put a change in place. That change could be put in place on the unit, and everything seemed well. And then we check back in a month or two, and people are saying, what are you talking about? This is what we've always done. And they totally forget about the change that's put in place. And I see that inside the lab, I see that in homes, I see that everywhere, where it's so easy to just revert back to what you have always been doing if certain things are not done to ensure that these changes are sustained. So over the years, I've come up with four steps in which I've used to make sure that Changes that are put in place are sub, sub, sustained. So I know that there's this temptation when you put things in place, especially with your team, and you go back and they're revert to what they've always been doing. There's this temptation to get really upset. Some people complain and there are situations where there are changes on the unit that there's a, sometimes a threat, a threat to penalize, penalize your team or penalize the unit or threaten to withhold services. And I know that that temptation gives you that temporary satisfaction because you're upset. But when you look back and look around it still does not actually help to make the change that you're really trying to make. And I know getting people to act and change course is not easy. And so it's important to understand how to enact these changes in a positive way and get a positive response, especially in a crisis. It becomes more urgent. So in a crisis, we don't have the luxury of time to wait. And so as leaders, we need to be decisive and clear and and empathetic also when we make these changes. So as I said, over the years, I've come up with this four-step method. So this method can help us, especially in this pandemic. How can lab leaders in this time during corona pandemic come up with making changes? These are important changes that need to be sustained and make sure that we sustain these changes. So I'm gonna talk about these four steps. These four steps can be not only applied in crisis, but in other situations in order to have effective and sustained changes. So the first step is communication. Communicate a clear and beneficial goal. So how does it benefit your team? Help them to understand, why are we moving in this direction? How is it beneficial to us? I'm using microbiology as an example because microbiology, initially in this pandemic, got most of the testing. They did most of the testing. and If you're going to communicate to the team when you're ready to start, you want to communicate how it's going to be beneficial. Think about how proud we are as a department to be able to offer this test based on our expertise. Think about if your department is going to be offering tests for the region because you're equipped and ready to go. Let your team see the pride in it. Let them see how they're contributing to the bigger picture. And for a phlebotomist, you can use the same thing. How are you contributing to the bigger picture? How are we using your expertise? I'm glad that we are able as a lab to participate in making such a a contribution to the coronavirus. We can send our phlebotomists up on the unit to draw blood in order for these patients to be monitored and to get better. How proud are we? And we can use the same methods for kids. Let them see their contribution. Let them understand why they're making changes. Why do I have to stay home? I am contributing in a way to protect my grandma or to protect my smaller sibling by not going outside and playing with other kids or I'm wearing masks and that's why I'm doing this. And another thing with communication, you need to be early with your communication. You wanna be the one to give the facts before your team start getting misinformation from the naysayers or distorted information. Let them hear from you. You want to be responsible for setting the tone. You want to set a positive tone, a tone where you're you're giving a message of contribution and service, a tone where you're letting your staff know how they're actually fulfilling a certain purpose and a certain function so be early be one of the first one to communicate with your team and you're communicating in a positive way so that's the first thing is communication the next thing is to be available so try to be available to answer questions try to be available to show your support um In this crisis, your team want to make sure that they can reach you at all times. So when there's misinformation, they can ask questions. When they feel challenged, they can come to you. If there's a new process that they may not understand, you're there to answer questions. So you basically want to be available to be in it together. You want to make sure that they have access to your schedule in case you're not there physically every day. They need to know where you are, so give them access to your schedule. And if you're not going to be there, make sure that there's someone else there, someone that they trust, someone that they can ask questions, someone on site, and When you give them access to your schedule, also give them access to contact you, either by email or by phone. So being available is important because there's a lot of apprehension sometimes in a crisis. There's a lot of uncertainty. And as a leader, you want to be there to, as I said before, set that tone. And this can be applicable when leading as a parent to just let your kids know that you're available to call you whenever they need to. And as an executive, you need to let your leadership team know to be able to contact you whenever they need to. So the third thing is to be a role model. You want to model the way that you want your team to go. You want to be that leader to lead in crisis. You want to walk the walk. Walk in the walk, help your team know that you're in it with them. So say, for instance, there was a any changes that are made. Uh, procedure. If you actually go through the procedure with them or the workflow with them, it, for one, help you to identify if there's any glitches in the um, system and they know that you're also willing to do it. And even if you don't do it, get a senior leader to go through a new process. Identify glitches that would cause them to make do shortcuts to identify these glitches and fix them early. With flexible schedule, you want to model the way with that. So if you have to do flexible schedule for yourself, where you're (coughs) working from home, or you're probably taking a day off, try to make sure that if you're asking your team to do something, you're doing it too. You may not be doing it in the exact same format, but let them know that you're doing it. Say, for instance, they have to take a day off, take a day off also. If you're working from home, try to have them work from home too. Try to be creative. They could work on, I know for my organization, when we were working at this time, it's the end of the year, and people are working on continuing education, that they can log in online and do these trainings. It's time for them to be working on different packets, um, competency, and other things. You can just be creative and get your team to work from home, even like a half a day. So just make sure you're modeling the way. Make sure you're the first one to make sacrifice, like when it comes to cutting hours and schedule. So that's going to be important. Don't ask your team to do anything that you're not willing to do. And the fourth thing is to encourage. Encourage while monitoring. So you want to reward the behavior you'd like to see. So go ahead and review your reward system. Make sure you're reinforcing the goals and the culture that you're trying to see. So you don't want to reward like a cutthroat competitive situation. If you want to see like a supportive teamwork and innovative environment, that's what you want to reward. If you want to see patient safety and quality and safe behavior, that's what you want to reward. If you encourage people coming in your office to gossip on something that someone didn't do right or gossip on something that's happening in the lab, what you're actually going to be encouraging is that kind of behavior in the culture. So you could could find that you see a lot of squabbles You see a lot of infighting, and this happened because of a lack of trust based on tattletaling and other things. So make sure you're focusing on behaviors that you want to see in your lab. So you want to celebrate certain accomplishments that you're trying to see. So say, for instance, you're encouraging scientific thinking and innovation, So if a technologist comes to you and says, look, I'm seeing this pattern in the COVID patients. I'm seeing certain results. Don't just ignore it. Look at it. Bring it up to your, maybe your clear director to any of your faculty, and let them review it. Let them look at the pattern that they may be seeing. It could be something important. And they could look, you know, talk to other hospitals and see if they're seeing the same thing. And if this turns out to be something valuable, make a big deal out of it. Bring it up to hospital leadership. Let them know what your team is finding. Reward these behaviors. Celebrate these behaviors. You want to celebrate the things you're trying to see. So, if say for instance that what that does too it reinforces the communication that you did at the beginning you communicated to your team that you we are contributing our expertise we are contributing to a bigger service and so you are actually confirming that in your action when you celebrate these wins. So some of the things that you could encourage and celebrate is things like technologists working long hours to validate a new test, to come up with a new instrument during the crisis. Things like people being involved in massive testing and taking on additional workload from other labs those are the things that we should be rewarding, like reward subonimates the for their courage, for their commitment, for going on COVID units and collecting specimens to help to treat these patients. Let them know they're making a difference. So you're celebrating teamwork. Say when uh, one technologist supports another one due, based on the workload. If you're supporting to help with the workload, you're going to celebrate. Celebrate people who volunteer at a command center, who volunteer to make mass. Celebrate, encourage. So as I say, when we are celebrating, you're actually validating and reinforcing the culture of service, a culture of collaboration, a culture of making a difference, not only inside of the lab, but outside the walls of the lab. So. This is a culture that we're valuable, and when you place a lot of focus, and there's this expression that says you place a lot of focus on the results that you want to see. So the quote says, where focus go, energy flows, and results show. So whatever you want to see, that's where you should put your focus. And that's how you encourage your team to sustain the changes that they want and that you want to see. So when you use these four-step methods, you're not just building a better collaborative culture from within, as I said, but you're enabling your team to demonstrate that culture outside to show the value that they have to offer, um, to get recognition and visibility that they deserve. So the mistake that we could easily make with these four steps is to go back and we say, well, list the four steps. And we could do it in a ritualistic way, like, okay, I'm going to communicate with my team, check. I'm going to be available, I'm going to be this role model, how how do I role play this, and I'm going to encourage and monitor. Um, If we do this in a ritualistic way, and we don't do this without caring, it's easy for our team to see through this, and if they don't think that you really care, it's easy for them to just do whatever they want to do when you're not looking. You don't care, I don't care. So I deliberately use coin that word as a way to remember what to do. But it's not only just to remember what to do, but to in to make sure that when we're doing it, we're doing it with care. So C for communicate. A, to be available. R, a role model. And E, to encourage. So what do I do after listening to this? The first thing that I would recommend that you do after listening to this is to just go ahead and pull out a piece of paper and list your team members. You can do the same thing at home to list the people at home. And write down what you care about. What is it for this team member? Why do I care about them? And why do I want them to succeed and to shine and to be an important part of the whole? Write down your why before you even start. And some people may say, look, this may not apply to me because it's kind of late in this whole pandemic, and I didn't communicate. I wasn't the first one to communicate with my team to set the tone that I want to set. I was late to the game, and my team was stressed, and there was just a lot of complaint, and people were afraid. But don't think it's too late. This whole pandemic is not over, and there's always new things that's happening. Right now, we're focusing on antibody testing. There's a lot of new testing coming on board. Um, there's a lot of new things coming on board in hematology and coagulation with um, a lot of d dimers. And... So there's all these new tests coming on board. There's new tests coming on board in point of care. How do you go ahead and introduce these new changes, these new workflow, to have your team feel as if they're making a difference, they're, they're the experts, they're contributing in a big way, and they're proud of what they're doing. And as a result, you're celebrating them and you're causing them to sustain this important change in a crisis because there's not a lot of time to be babysitting, there's not a lot of time to be going back and forth, so we want to make sure that once we implement these changes in this crisis, it's sustained, people are on board, there's positive energy. So that's what I wanted to do. As soon as you stop listening, pull a piece of paper out, write to your team members, and write why you care about them, why you want them to succeed, why you want them to shine. Thank you all for listening today to another episode of Elaborate Topics. You can listen to other episodes at directimpactbroadcasting.com, and you can listen to other episodes on your favorite podcast platform so don't forget to subscribe so until next time have a have an awesome day until we see you again in the lab remember you are an important part of the whole thank you for tuning in to another episode of elaborate topics where your hosts discussed relevant strategies for laboratory professionals. Please subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast platform and listen to us on directimpactbroadcasting.com. Stay tuned for another episode with information you can use to excel in your laboratory career.